1: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us
0: today. It is Monday, March 22nd. It's hard to believe that March is flying by. And uh, we had such a good day yesterday in church, and I know uh, during the week I always kind of build you up to Sunday, but then sometimes I feel bad on Monday if I don't really give God the praise and the glory that He deserves, but uh, yesterday was such a good day. God bless us with good weather, we had good attendance, we had a good spirit. Um, it was we had great singing. Just it was a, a great just to get to see everybody, the fellowship with God's people. And I do want to thank you, many of you are listening today on ninety five point nine FM. I want to thank you for listening to our services, and I hear so many good comments and good reports from the radio. And those of you that are watching on Facebook, our Winning Side broadcast. Uh, thank you for also engaging on Sundays, and I love reading the comments and uh, all the emojis, and I guess that's what you say, right? Emojis, and then there's the the comments, all oh, that song was good, and all oh, that was a blessing, and my favorite, and that encourages me. I feel like we are able to uh, keep everybody connected uh, through this time, and I thank the Lord for uh, this opportunity we have Monday through Friday. You know, we don't have to go from Sunday to Sunday. We got Monday through Friday, the Winning Side broadcast. We can be together, and I appreciate you listening. Let us know that you're listening, 252-308-4600. And uh, thank you for all the feedback and all the good comments we get. And uh, any good comments, I'll, I'll take those. And any bad comments, I'll send them over to Brother Caleb. But uh, we do appreciate uh, all of the encouraging words that you give. And you'll never know uh, how much you have blessed us. Happy birthday. We've got one birthday today. Teresa Long, your birthday is today. Happy birthday. And we had a bunch of birthdays yesterday. Let me read them all for you. Happy birthday yesterday. Ray Birch, Peyton Flincham, Richard Jefferson... Brian Kidd, Anton Midget, Micah Oris, and Joseph Walsh. Seven birthdays yesterday in one day. And happy birthday uh, to each of you. Hope you had a wonderful day yesterday. And then, Teresa, today. We are starting. Does anybody know what we're starting tonight? We are starting bingo. To, no, no, no. It's not bingo. It is revival tonight at seven o'clock. I just want to make sure you are listening. Pastor Mark Swanson is coming in from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, He was my youth pastor when I was a teenager, and uh, then he came and preached our teen camps when I was a youth pastor, and then after I was a youth pastor, my brother Joel was the youth pastor for a while, and uh, brother Caleb and brother Nathan were in that youth group. They got to hear him preach uh, every year at teen camp. And uh, he preached for us out at uh, North Valley Baptist Church uh, for our youth conferences and Golden State Baptist College. And uh, Pastor Mark is a dear, dear friend. And we love him. He's a great preacher, great pastor, uh, great man of God. And you will be encouraged. Hope you'll come and join us tonight at 7. Or you can listen in on the radio, or you can watch on our Facebook or website. Uh, But don't miss Revival, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and we'll have a great time. Uh, Thank you to those who tuned in yesterday for online Sunday school. I haven't seen the the attendance report yet, but we had a good day, and uh, we're going through our series on the Beatitudes, and I hope that was a blessing. And then don't forget Easter Sunday, two weeks from yesterday, hard to believe, April the 4th. Make plans to be in church. Come to our drive-in service. Uh, or the in-person service, but don't, you can't miss Easter Sunday, and uh, I hope you be praying that God will give us a great day. Well, we're starting Spring Revival tonight, and I want you to hear a song about revival. Here is a uh, revival medley. Say, what's a medley? It's kind of just like a smorgasbord, you know? It's like a couple songs just kind of put together and they're always good. But here's a revival medley by the Echoes of Joy from North Valley Baptist Church, and uh, after this song we'll get into Daniel chapter 6 for our Bible study. Do you- that song. And uh, I hope, I, you know, I know we, we talk about revival and a lot of times we talk about uh, shouting and amen and excitement. And, and I think there should be that with revival. Uh, but many times revival starts with getting right with God. And uh, you have to ask yourself that question. Do you really want revival? And if you really want revival in your heart and in your life, uh, then you're going to have to be willing to say, I'm willing to get right with God. I'm willing to confess some sin. I'm willing to repent. I'm willing to, uh, to get my eyes on Jesus, get my eyes off this world. And uh, it's a very heart-piercing question. Do you really want revival? And I told our folks yesterday, but revival is more than an event or a, 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 a schedule that we put together at the beginning of the year and say, this is revival, but revival is something that takes place in our heart. And I hope you haven't waited purposely waited till March 22nd to have revival. You could have revival every day. And that's kind of the idea of this winning side broadcast is you can live on the winning side in your Christian life every single day of the week if you'll walk with God, if you'll read the Bible, if you'll pray. Uh, we were talking a little bit uh, last night in the message about being quickened or revived and made alive. and You know, it's so simple. Uh, you just, you, you yield to the Holy Spirit every day, uh, you pray, and you just get in the book, you get in the Word of God, and the Word of God will quicken you, it'll make you alive, it'll give you revival, and it's got to get back to it, to get back to the basics, and that's where we can experience revival. Daniel chapter 6, this is the last chapter in the book of Daniel uh, from the history section, Chapters 1 through 6 deal more with history. And then chapters 7 through 12 deal with prophecy. We've covered so far Daniel chapter 1. Daniel purposed in his heart. He said, I'm not going to defile myself. And he took a stand for what was right. And, uh, and God blessed him for it. And then we get to uh, Daniel uh, chapter 2 and the, uh, the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had of that great statue. And of course, Daniel interpreted that dream. And there's some prophecy in there. Uh, Then we get to Daniel chapter 3, and we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and they took a stand for God. They said, we're not going to bow down and worship your image, and we're not afraid of the king's commandment, and that was a powerful chapter. Then in Daniel 4, we see Nebuchadnezzar's testimony. Uh, He praised God, he worshiped God, because God humbled him, and for seven years, he lived like an animal. He lived like a beast of the field for seven years of his life because of his pride. And then we covered last week, we covered Daniel chapter 5. And Daniel 5 was not Nebuchadnezzar, but it was his grandson, Belshazzar. And Belshazzar lost the kingdom. He, 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 he was conquered. He was defeated. But it wasn't the power of the medial Persian army. It was God's judgment on him. And there were two reasons why God judged Belshazzar. We saw that in Daniel chapter 5. Number one is because of his pride. Um, He would not humble himself, even though he should have learned from the example of Nebuchadnezzar. He knew all this, Daniel said, and God said, but he still wouldn't humble himself. And uh, by the way, you know, God puts people in our lives for an example And you can learn from your own mistakes or you can learn from the mistakes of others. I'd rather learn from the mistakes of others rather than having to make the same mistake myself. Um, I don't have to jump off a bridge to know that's not a good idea. Other people have done that and it hasn't turned out good. And uh, Belshazzar should have learned, but he did not. And God judged him for his pride. But secondly, in Daniel 5, God judged Belshazzar because he desecrated or he defiled that which was holy, and that which was set apart for God's worship and for God's glory. Now, I'll tell you today, some Christians take the attitude that we live under, uh, we're under grace, and by the way, we are under grace, and some Christians say, well, I've got my liberty, I can do whatever I want to do, and nobody can tell me anything, and to that I say, you're right, you are free from sin and you have liberty from a life of sin, but you don't have liberty to do whatever you want to do. You are free from sin, but you are free to do what is right. And you are free to follow the word of God. And I hope that we always uh, understand the fact that we are still called to be a holy people. And you don't hear much preaching about that anymore, you don't hear much emphasis on that anymore, but God has said in 1 Peter, uh, be ye holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. And God judged Belshazzar because he defiled that which was holy and set apart and sanctified for God. He took those golden vessels and used them in a a, a drinking uh, uh, wicked party that he hosted there in Daniel chapter 5 and he lost the kingdom. Uh, the judgment of God fell and Belshazzar lost the kingdom. Well, in Daniel chapter six, we see the start of the reign of Darius. Now, Darius was not the head honcho of the medieval Persian empire. That was Cyrus. But Darius uh, was the uncle of Cyrus. And so Cyrus gave Darius a great, uh, a position of great honor. He got to be the king of over the city of Babylon. And remember, we talked about a week or two ago, uh, maybe it was last week, but Babylon uh, was was an amazing city. Uh, The walls were almost 300 feet high and 87 feet thick, and uh, there was a river that ran through the city, and um, there was the Tower of Babel. The remains was still there in that city, and there was a a, a storage uh, where they kept all the precious uh, treasures and gold and silver and course, uh, the hanging gardens of Babylon. So this was a great honor for Darius. So Darius is left in charge of Babylon. And again, he comes in as the new guy. It's It's a new kingdom. And notice what it says in Daniel chapter six, verse number one. Now you tell me this is not the Lord's work because this is not a coincidence. This is all God. But it says in verse one, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. So what Darius is doing is he's saying, hey, I can't rule the whole kingdom by myself. I need to have 120 guys underneath me that can help me. I can delegate and they can oversee different areas. Verse two, and over these three presidents, so over the 120 princes, there were three presidents of whom Daniel was first. So we've got 120 princes, we've got three presidents overseeing those 120 princes, probably 40 princes answered to each of the presidents. But then it says that of those three presidents, Daniel was first. He was number one. He was the one with the most authority. And it says in verse two that the princes might give accounts unto them and the king should have no damage. The king was trying to set up a good system of, of, of government. He was trying to set up a good uh, system of authority whereby the kingdom could run smoothly. And he chose of all the people in the whole kingdom, he chose Daniel to be number one. Now you say, well, Daniel just had the best credentials. And I would say he did have good credentials, But when you have a new king and a new uh, uh, empire, you have a, a new regime that comes in, they don't always pick the top guy from the last place. But Darius did because God once again was blessing Daniel and using Daniel for a purpose. Remember back in chapter one, Daniel purposed in his heart. Well, here we are in Daniel chapter six. And we still see the purpose of Daniel is to please God, serve God, do what is right. And God blessed Daniel every step of the way. It says in verse number three, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. I want you to see In verse number three, and again, there are other qualifications that Daniel had. He had great experience. At this time, Daniel was probably about 90 years old. He's not still a young man, but Daniel, and by the way, he was brought in as a young man as a captive, and the captivity lasted for 70 years. So that's how we know that now with uh, Darius and the Medial Persian Empire, Daniel was probably close to 90. But the one thing that set Daniel apart from all the rest. Verse number three, the Bible says there was an excellent spirit in him. I want to ask you this question. Could that be said of you? Could that be said of me uh, at the workplace, uh, in our community, uh, when you're out at the grocery store, when you're out at the supermarket? Could it be said of you, could it be said of me that that person has an excellent spirit? Can I tell you, that ought to be a trademark of a Christian. We ought to have the joy of the Lord. We ought to have the peace of God. We ought to have happiness, and we ought to have uh, uh, the the, the joy that uh, it shows in our countenance and that is evident in our words, and, and people see it in our actions. There ought to be an excellent spirit. It was the excellent spirit of Daniel that God blessed, and that spirit is what got Daniel a promotion in the uh, Medial Persian Empire under King Darius, and we'll see tomorrow, we will see uh, how God continued to use Daniel in an empire that was not a Christian empire, but his excellent spirit came through time and time and time again. I hope that God will help us today to live on the winning side, and I hope God will help us today to have an excellent spirit, no matter what happens, no matter what people do to you, or no matter what people do to me, let's have an excellent spirit and let's glorify the Lord in our lives. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll continue our series from Daniel chapter six. I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning
1: side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life,